those clever engineers. But no. Time for ASO Radio. Do, 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 junior detectives. We have a brand new episode of ASO Radio coming right at you. This episode, we're going to be reviewing two volumes of Samurai Champloo and an episode, or should I say volume, of Boys B. And of course, we're going to bring you the latest and greatest anime news, and I'm thinking a great time for that would be right about eh, now. Do you get the Anime Network? Well, if you don't and you live in the Midwest, I may have some good news for you, because the Anime Network has announced a carriage agreement with Wide Open West for the Anime Network's subscription-based video-on-demand service. New markets that can now receive the Anime Network include portions of Michigan, Cleveland, and Illinois. Hopefully one day it'll go from coast to coast in the United States and then abroad. Next up, Naruto is coming to North American movie theaters. Yes, indeed, Viz Media has announced that Naruto the movie, Ninja Clash in the Land of Snow, will play in select theaters in limited engagement premiere June 6th. Cities currently on target for Ninja Invasion include New York, of course, Los Angeles, of course, Boston, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Atlanta with further theaters to be decided upon. Ticket information is available from Fathom Events, which is arranging the screenings. From the official press release. Naruto and his team are sent on a mission to guard Yukie Fujikaza, a popular actress starring in the hit movie The Adventures of Princess Gale. The crew is heading toward the Land of Snow, a land forever covered in snow, to shoot the final scenes of the film. When Yuki refuses to go and escapes from the set, she is brought back by Naruto and his teammates. But little do they know that there are three rogue snow ninja lying in wait with a sinister purpose that forces Yuki to make a crucial decision and face her hidden past. It might be worth watching. Anime Expo announces its first guest of honor. Anime Expo, which of course is the largest anime convention in North America, has announced that Mary Elizabeth McGlynn is their first guest of honor for 2007. Miss McGlynn is best known for directing Naruto, Cowboy Bebop, and Wolf's Reign. Anime Expo will be held June 29th through July 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center in Long Beach, California. And ADV is bringing anime out to a brand new location. What could it be? What could it be? It's Xbox Live, if you can believe that. Yes, ADV Films will be one of several new content providers that will making episodes of TV series as well as full-length movies available for download on the Xbox Live service. I'm assuming, of course, this is only going to be in, like, the United States and Canada, so don't get too excited. In addition to ADV's anime titles, Xbox Live will carry Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers home entertainment feature films, TV series from A&E and National Geographic, and various action sports offerings from TotalVid.com. It doesn't seem that any titles have been announced thus far. 
and manga to anime from Astro Boy to Spirited Away will be at the Smithsonian Institute. Yes, Matsuhisa Ishikawa, CEO of production IG and Monkey Punch, who of course, real name is Kazuhiko Kato, and is the creator of Lupin the Third. Both of these men will be two of the participants in an all-day series of lectures and discussions on the interaction of manga and culture throughout the world at the Freer Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. on April 21st. They'll be joined by Ryuhei Kitamura, who directed the live-action adaptation of the Izumi manga, and Hiroshi Koizuma, the president of Lotus Incorporated, a leading Japanese content delivery company. And for our last bit of news this episode, Blue Dragon to be Toriyama's final anime? Last week, Kira Toriyama, creator of the Dragon Ball series, and Hironobu Sakaguchi appeared at Tokyo Anime Fair to discuss the Blue Dragon anime, which is based off the Xbox 360 game of the same name. During an interview with anime supervisor Yukihiro Matsushita, Toriyama made the remark, This may be my final anime. Toriyama said the following regarding Blue Dragon. The offer to direct an animated version of Blue Dragon came in February of last year. Studio Perot approached me regarding it. I knew that Sakaguchi had been working on assembling staff to produce a game, although at the time Blue Dragon hadn't yet been formally announced. According to the materials, it was to be a fantasy world like Lord of the Rings with a detailed worldview and story. This may be my final anime. I'm a little worried about it. There's incredible pressure, but at the same time there's a sense of a accomplishment that it's worth doing. Blue Dragon will be a masterpiece, not simply because I'm working hard on it, but because the staff is expecting nothing less. Blue Dragon will begin airing on TV Tokyo beginning April 7th. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Anime Reviews, what's up? We're going to be reviewing Volume 5 and 6 of Samurai Champloo and follow that up with Boys V Volume 2, codenamed Summer. First, let's go ahead and run down the skinny of the plotline to the fifth volume of Samurai Champloo. For ease sake, we're just going to go ahead and look at what's on the back of the box. Ahem. Fate brings Jin, Mugen, and Fu back together. They meet a mysterious man, Okuru, a wanted man who has destroyed his own village, but Mugen sees something in common with him. While traveling further to the south, the three are involved in a graffiti competition. Who can tag the most dangerous place? Can Mugen finally learn how to read? In a small village, Fu saves a girl who happens to know Sunflower Samurai. With a more reliable clue, they continue traveling to Nagasaki. However, they don't know a deadly trap awaits them. I thought that all in all this was a pretty good episode of Samurai Champloo. Uh, most of the episodes I had seen on television before, but of course it's always nice to have the actual swearing in place instead of having a supposed adult block of content edited for swear words, although gore is just fine. And considering what their other shows offer, I'm surprised they even bothered to bleep out the expletives. But this isn't supposed to be a rant on Adult Swim. No, it's supposed to go and be about Samurai Champloo Volume 7. Now, uh, just break it down real quick. First, there's a little falling out uh, with Gene, Mugen, and Fu. I believe that this was first brought up in Volume 4. can't quite remember. It's been a while. 
Um, and essentially they all go their separate ways. Fu comes across this Okuru and thinks that maybe he can help her go find out what's going uh, on with the Sunflower Samurai if Jean and Mugen aren't capable. And, you know, basically I've covered what this is about just by the back of the box. It was uh, pretty good. I liked the episodes. The tag one was pretty good. Uh, I, I thought it was funny how Mugen became dedicated to learning the uh, hiragana. It was pretty good stuff. Hiragana, of course, the Japanese character set. Um, all in all, it wasn't a very bad episode. I thought this was really good, and it leads right into Volume 6, which is good. So, great setup for selling more DVDs as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Volume 5 a recommended. Uh, great music, of course, as the series has, and sound effects spot on, high quality animation. Thankfully, this is not one of those series where the animation budget goes out the window towards the end. So, what about Volume 6? Well, in this volume, the unexpected and often perilous adventures continue for Mugen, Jean, and Fu. Fu elects Jean to accompany Sarah on her journey, but no one is aware of the danger that awaits them on that journey. Later, Mugen, Jean, and Fu inadvertently land themselves in the midst of an interesting excavation site, where countless numbers of miners work around the clock, hoping to unearth Heike's buried treasure. The group then finds itself in the middle of a high-stakes ball game after Mugen's baseball skits are discovered, and all three are forced into a crash course in baseball and recruited to join Kagamuru's baseball team. This volume was lame. I really didn't like it at all. It's almost as though the Samurai Champloo staff had ran out of ideas and so they went, well crap, we need to make this a 26 episode series. Let's go and crank out some filler. Who has some crazy crap ideas that we can go and animate? Somebody goes, you know, let's do kind of a vampire slash zombie thing. And someone else goes, hey, you know, we could do something about baseball. And, of course, the guy pipes up, well, they didn't have baseball back then. Well, don't worry, we'll explain it with some crazy crap. And so, essentially, you end up with one good episode out of three on this volume, and that just isn't going to cut it. So I'm going to go ahead and give Volume 6 of Samurai Shampoo not recommended. I'd give it a neutral, but come on, two out of three, missing out on that much is pretty bad. Finally, we have Boys B Volume 2. This disc is called Summer. And let's go ahead and play a brief clip from that to go ahead and set this one up. So day goes by like a strong gust of wind, leaving you with the feeling that something is going to happen. As the summer storms come to an end, gradually the seasons change. Well, the astute listener may be led to believe that, in fact, this volume is all about change. Well, being that it's dealing with uh, teenage boys, that wouldn't be too surprising. But the real change happens in the third volume. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Back of the box description. Sorry about that. 
It's the rainy season, and with the soft rain showers and blooming hydrangea, Kyoichi's classmate Aki's thoughts are drifting back to her middle school crush, a shy cameraman named Ueno. When a chance meeting in the park brings him back into her life, she begins to notice that he's changed somehow. Is he still the boy she once loved? After the rain clears, summertime is in full swing, and you all know what that means. Sunny days, sprawling beaches, and gorgeous girls in skimpy suits. Makoto and Kyoichi have landed the jobs of a lifetime. They get to work part-time at the beach with a great view of the female clientele. That's what they thought, anyway, until they met their new boss, a hulking brick wall of a man who's not about to let them get a moment's peace. So... What is NZ-17's opinion of this show? Well, I'll give you NZ-17's opinion of this show, because I am NZ-17, and if no one else knows my opinion, I know my opinion. Well, uh, all in all, this wasn't too bad. Uh, the series got off, I thought, with much more promise with the first volume. The second one, eh, not so much. First, you got some dreary kind of springtime romance coming up uh, during the rainy season episodes, which, you know, is all right, but rather slow-paced, and it's kind of about lost love more than anything. Not terribly exciting, but if you're feeling sentimental, it might just be your cup of tea. Then, of course, we go to the complete opposite of that, uh, with lots of girls going around in bikinis, people eating watermelon, fireworks, whole summer deal. Uh, not that much remarkable about this uh, volume, although I did like the episode where they're working at the beach and they meet the hulking boss's uh, young sister who is quite frail, and they make uh, her summer her most happy and memorable with both the boys and girls of Boys B and uh, lending cheer and joy into her life. Uh, I thought this was, you know, pretty good volume. It wasn't super duper. It wasn't bad. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give this one a, uh, well, I don't know. I It wasn't great, but it's better than the latter one. So I'm going to go ahead, be kind, I'll be kind, and give this one a recommended. And you know what else I recommend? That we go and get on to the next section of the show. Once again, the rain falls and the flowers bloom, and that can only mean that love is right around the corner. Or the fan mail, which is what we're actually going to do. Uh, got a couple of pieces of fan mail, could spread it across episodes 15, 16, and 17. Put a 100 in each of those to get the right number. But I'm just going to go ahead and read all three of these on this episode of ASO Radio. First up, we have one from Widia. Subject, letter about the cosplay links page. She writes, Hello, NZ17. Thank you for the link to your uh, anime bonsai pictures. And thank you for the kind words. 2007 will be another busy year for anime cons, and I can do with all the help I can get. I've put your link in this weekend's update, so hopefully you'll get lots of hits. Please keep letting me know of your updates when they are available. As always, Widia Santoso. So if you want to check that out, be sure to check out her excellent page, uh, it's a Australian website dedicated to cosplay pictures. And I feel like a fool because I don't have her email address or the actual site address with me. But trust me, you can find us there. And thank you, Widia, for including us in your wonderful collection of pictures. Next, we have one from Abigail Akinblu. Now, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I wanted to read her actual words. Subject, ASO fan mail, thanks a lot. 
Thank you for your prize uh, you shipped out to me. The anime music video DVD from Anime Bonsai. I watched it as soon as I received it, and I loved it. Thanks a lot. I liked all of the different AMVs, too. Well, you're very welcome, Abiola Akinblu, and if anybody out there has fan art of their favorite anime characters or our lovely mascot bandy, be sure to send that in to us at ASO Radio, and we will put that in our artist alley and mention it on the air so all our lovely fans can check out your lovely artwork. And our last email comes from Warp Shadow. Subject, what are you watching? Hey, NZ, how are you? Eh, not too bad, you know, recording a new episode of uh, ASO Radio, so, you know, I'm having lots of fun. Thanks for asking. What shows are you going to enjoy in the future? Well, that's a very good question. As a matter of fact, uh, I could tell you, but one might consider that to be spoilerific, so let me just say, you know, probably, oh... I'd say Inuyasha the Movie 4, Fire on Mystic Island, Crusher Joe the Ice Person, Crusher Joe the Ultimate Weapon, Ash, Golden Slinger Girl Volume 1, Super Gals Volume 4, Blood the Last Vampire, Kino's Journey Volume 2, Samurai Champloo Volume 7, Boys B Volume 3, and Boys B Volume 4. But, you know, that's just if I had to guess at it. Let's see, he goes on to write... Um, it's kind of a little poem here. The spring season. It approaches at a high speed. What shows am I going to watch? That is a secret ambition. Anyways, enjoy your new happy world. Oh, ho, ho. the illusions with your poetic imagery are just so strong. Well, uh, thank you everybody for sending in your fan mail. Deeply appreciated. Of course, if you have a piece of fan mail that you would like us to read here at ASO Radio, be sure to just jump on over to the ASO Radio website at www.nz17.com slash ASO Radio and use our fan mail submission form to let us know what you think about the show. If there's questions, compliments, concerns, criticisms, or whatever else you would like to send our way, just jump on over to the fan mail page of our website and please let us know. After all, we may be putting out episodes, but it's only you that let us know we're alive. Well, this has been a lot of fun, so let's do a little bit more, but instead, let's uh, do the hot spot instead. Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Lesson number six, video game review. Oh, well... The will has spoken, and we're going to have to go and review a video game, and this time it's going to be Touch Detective for the Nintendo DS. Essentially, in this game, you're playing a young girl who is, surprise, surprise, a detective, and you must use your detective skills plus a little bit of insanity to go and figure out various crimes that have been committed. The, there's actually four different episodes to this video game, the first of which your friend has had her dream stolen, and as the detective Mackenzie, you must prove yourself by solving her dilemma. This is a very strange game that comes to us courtesy of Atlas. Essentially, you have a bunch of girls that look to be, if you will, tweens, between uh, the ages of 10 and 13, and... They've got uh, the main girl, Mackenzie. She has a butler that's uh, a robot android. Uh, she's got a pet mushroom. Uh, and the first case is finding the girl's missing dreams. This plays a lot uh, like the classic computer point-and-click adventures, except you use your stylus to click on the various objects on the screen. If Mackenzie can interact with them, she will pick them up, uh, use them, talk about them, what have you. If she can't, she'll just walk near them or do nothing at all. 
unfortunately, this game has a lot of problems. One, it's uh, a little sparse. Uh, everybody that's in this game that isn't one of the main characters, uh, the residents of the town, if you will, are actually skeletons, but they're living, talking skeletons, run various shops and whatnot. It's very strange. And so, not only do you have this very surreal world that you're within, but like I said, it's very sparse. The only things that are around are around are things that are absolutely necessary and nothing more. So if you don't know what to do, you can't just have fun getting lost in an area exploring because there's really not that much. So you'll often find yourself in a corner, stumped, banging your head against the wall because you just can't figure out what inane thing the game wants you to do. Or you have an idea of what needs to be done, but the game won't let you do it in the way that you want. The graphics are entirely uh, pre-rendered. Uh, some of it was done in 2D, some of it is 3D taken into 2D, uh, and besides for the opening animation, there really isn't much animation to the game. It's, it's very simple, uh, the music is somewhat catchy, but gets annoying, uh, and all in all, this isn't a very fantastic game at all, and if you want something different, and by that I don't mean it's actually different in the gameplay, just different in the content. This may be the thing for you, but if you actually want gameplay that plays in a new and innovative way, instead of just a story that tries to be crazy and different just for the sake of being outside of the crowd, uh, you may enjoy this game. But um, I have to say your pastors can be greener elsewhere, and you should seek uh, that sort of game from some order, other title because Touch Detective just does not deliver on the innovation, and its quirkiness gets tedious. So I'm going to give Touch Detective for the Nintendo DS a not recommended. Well, my friends and foes, that brings us to the end of another episode of ASO Radio. It's been real. In the case of Touch Detective, it's been surreal. And I've enjoyed having you all here. Well, since I have a moment, I suppose this would be the right time to go and tell you about something very special. ASO Radio is going to be interviewing a voice actor. Now, you may think to yourself, well, NZ17, you've done this before. Now, all your voice actors are special, but what could possibly make this interview more special than those that have happened before? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, we're going to be interviewing the very talented Vic. Yes, that Vic. The Vic from Full Metal Alchemist and so many other fantastic anime series. If you're not familiar with the name, you should be. He is the voice behind Edward Elric in the acclaimed and awarded Full Metal Alchemist. And, of course, he has actually done dozens of other anime titles as well. And we will be interviewing him right here on the show. But that's not all. You will be entering, uh, interviewing him right here on the show. No, no, I didn't slip up on the you. I mean, I did on the interview. But no, ASO Radio's listeners themselves will have the opportunity to ask Mr. Vic Mignola uh, exactly what they would like to know. Yes, uh, if you're familiar with Tonkshu, we're going to be doing our endeavors on there. If you're not familiar with Tonkshu, well, you're in luck because I'm going to explain it real quick. Tonkshu allows me, NZ17, to do a live podcast of ASO Radio. I've done this before on my own, but what makes TalkShoe special is not only is it broadcast live, but anyone I opt to can speak, and anyone that wants to can type and text chat with each other. So what we're going to do is plan a big ol' 
get-together on the last, uh, I think it's last, Saturday of May, and we are going to interview our very good new acquaintance, Mr. Vic Manol. So, on Saturday, May 26th, we are going to be interviewing him on ASO Radio using TalkShoe. So, go ahead over to TalkShoe.com, if you would, sign up for an account, and mark that day on your calendars. We will put a time up later uh, when we will be interviewing the man himself. And be sure to go and think up some really good ideas for questions to ask him. I will start off with a formal interview by myself. And then we're going to switch the table over to you fans so that you can ask him the questions you want answered. So write down your best questions. Have them all ready because at that time I'm going to turn it over to you guys. And whoever presents me the best questions will get to ask those questions. Don't worry if you don't have a microphone. You can just type it on over to Vic. Or if you do have a microphone, that's even better because you can talk on the air and we can hear your wonderful voice asking him for the answers you so desperately would love to hear. And uh, no marriage proposals. I hear that his heart may lay with others. So be sure to join us on May 26th for that very great interview and be sure to tell all of your friends and acquaintances and people that you care about to be there to hear his words. Well, this does it for episode 115 of ASO Radio. Thank you all for joining me. I hope you'll tune in next time for episode 116. What will we be doing then? Well, I'll just give you a little taste. We're going to be reviewing the last episode of Samurai Champloo, the last two episodes episodes of Boys B, and do a little bit extra extra in the Hotmail section. So I hope to see all of you here next time on ASO Radio. So for episode 115, this is NZ17, signing out. ASO Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASO Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.